Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented Yodoye Travis! Hey, what's going on? It's me, Yodoye, a.k.a. young dude who watches too much anime, a.k.a. Uh, old dude who watches too much anime, depending who you talk to. Uh, what's up, oh, y'all? Depending who you talk to, right? How you doing? <laughs> oh, man. No, not much, you know. Just, how's, how's New York? How's, how's, what's new over there? Oh, it's all right. I just got back. Um, so I've, from? I've been at I've been at my apartment mostly. Okay. Where, where, what do you mean? You just got back from? I was in uh, from I was New York. In, you mean the streets of New York? Or you... Yeah, I was in. I was on the streets of New York. Just I was got just back you know just got just got back home. Uh, no, I was in uh, I was in Butte, Montana, of all places. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. What were you doing in Montana? A, I was in biker Montana. Rally? I was uh, yeah. I was going to just hanging out with some of my biker friends. Um, <laughs> just in the like. It was kind of a lot of us just kind of, you know, packed into a parking lot. Um, (laughs) Just, you know, shaking hands, hugging, hugging, kissing, you know, Mm -hmm. typical biker shit. Um, Yeah. No, I I was I was I was shooting a movie. Oh, shit. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like on set? Because I know, I mean, having friends and family in production, it's it seems like a lot more going a lot more work, especially for crew. Yeah, it's um, I've been. I've been tested four times in the past week, I think. Wow. Uh, just make sure I'm not sick. And there was a period where I was not allowed to leave my room. And uh, and also the hotel might have been haunted. So that, I think that was unrelated to... I think that would have been the case. That would have been the case Damn. regardless of, uh, right. of COVID. But, you know, it was... I mean, it's basically the premise of The Shining. It's just that instead of a blizzard keeping you uh, inside the hotel, it is the coronavirus pandemic. But you still can't go outside. Coronavirus pandemic and also a lot of racist people. Hold on, hold on, uh, Jack. We got a we got a script going there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is pit in that one? Were you uh, able to feel the local racism in Butte? It was weird because I've. I feel like um, because of COVID, Asian people are getting it harder than black people right now. And right. so there was an Asian dude on cast who definitely felt it. Jesus. I felt like people were being too nice to me. Like, <laughs> I weird, uh, weird how that pendulum swings. <laughs> yeah, like two people asked me for money on the street. And then I went back and t- talked to the rest of the cast. I was like, people asking you for money? And all of them were like, no. Nobody's asked huh. any of us. I was like, oh. <laughs> It's like this weird like, thing where they feel like they have to ask me because they're like, oh, dude, he's not like guaranteed to be poor anymore. It's not that. It's not like that. <laughs> right. Oh, interesting. Black people the have context. money. Black people it's have like, money. You're a rich person in my yeah. mind. I'm not racist. Yeah. Also, one of them was Australian, which was very weird to me. Like, so they were uh, begging on the street and they were Australian. It was a whole Australian man with blonde dreadlocks. I was just going to ask if he had dreadlocks. <laughs> yes, he absolutely did. He was exactly the type of person you think he was. Uh, and it just made me feel sad. I was like, you gave up health insurance and live in a mining town? <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah, in a, a place where your dreads aren't going to fly all the time. You know, yeah. like, you might be safer in Australia with those dreads. Yeah. That's got to be a rough climate to be uh, unhoused in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's probably pretty bad. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. It was just. Like, it was just a very. It was a very weird place. There was also. A, there was also one bar that everybody told me very specifically not to go into because nobody was wearing a mask. And I walked outside one day, and there was just a one dude standing outside in this haunted ass town, two teeth <laughs> in his mouth, and he looked at me, and I looked back at him, and he goes, "Hey man, you okay?" I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm then sorry? he just and then he points to the he points to the bar that everybody told me to not go into and he just goes, You ever been in here before? And I was like, No. And I don't plan to. And wow. I kept moving. Yeah. All right, think uh, about it. Think about it. <laughs> I'm just All right, saying. sir. I will. I'll think about brushing yeah. my teeth as soon as I get back. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Interesting. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a weird place. Yeah. That's about what I would have expected. How's the weather in New you. York? Is it, uh, is it, are you guys still in shorts? Because we had people dunking on us from Brooklyn being like, oh man, it's, it's fantastic. Balmy. You know what? Yeah. It's not bad. It's, um, I, I, especially coming from like 19 degree weather is, is a sure, good time. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. You must be like, you're in a tank top now. Like, oh yeah. Reflective panel in a sun chair. Oh yeah. I'm out shirt off, sitting on the roof, just, uh, <laughs> tanning, but at, like as a bit. Right, right, right yeah. <laughs> like it's not like, like it's, it's not, not it's not doing anything. It's just yeah. <laughs> just to fuck with the Google Earth photographer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joel. What Hi. is something from your search history uh that's revealing about who you are? This is so embarrassing. I was Yay. talking to uh your <laughs> the lovely Daniel before we got on. Uh I have been researching a lot of Pokemon lately. <laughs> you know, okay. uh your combinations. How do they work? This is my stress reliever now. Uh I got a Nintendo for myself. My brother bought Pokemon and immediately I was like, "Oh, this is what I'm going to do for my stress relief. There's no uh geopolitical analytics in here. I don't have to worry about race relations in this app. Uh, no one's making podcasts in here. It's just, you just catch a Pokemon and you fight another Pokemon and then you buy a cool outfit. And it's like the best fake retail therapy because I can't afford to do actual retail therapy anymore. Right. Uh, you know, Pokemon, that's what's happening. Oh in my, my God. World. That's incredible news. <laughs> We're surviving. Yay. <laughs> So wait, what are some what are some particularly what are what are the top Pokemon? <laughs> I'm like, Jamie's we're like, gonna talk about this. Power I'm glad you them. asked the first follow up question <laughs> because I was gonna equally be like, so I mean, so tell us about these Pokemon. <laughs> tell us more about. Um, listen for the children out there uh, slash older adults who never got out of their child favorites. Uh, I'm really boosting up my Machamp. He's a fighter. He's, uh, <laughs> he's got big boxing gloves. He's ready to go. A Slurpuff, which looks like whipped cream. is really, I like it because depending on what kind of fruit you give it, it turns into different Pokemon. So you get a variety <laughs> of the same thing. Um, and then I can't remember the name of my elephant, but I got it and it's cool and I love it. Oh, nice. That's, and this is on just, Switch? Yes. Yeah, which, yeah. again, is just... it's amazing stress relief it's really great when it's late and you're falling asleep you just you pop it in and you get to bike all over little countrysides that look like london it's wonderful that's yeah, heaven yeah. <laughs> i read recently about there was like a big i well and by big i'm like youtubers i watched discussed it at length uh but there was like <laughs> a big pokemon scandal where bear with me i guess logan performance Paul, enhancing drugs Oh boy. Oh Logan boy. Paul, he's not the villain of the story, shockingly. Ugh. Logan Paul has a Pokemon dealer, which is a job you can have. And this Pokemon dealer dealt, like, arranged this big Pokemon deal. And then these guys paid $200,000 for yeah. a set of Pokemon <laughs> cards. And then it turned out the Pokemon cards were fake. And oh, now there's all these. It was. A Pokemon fraud scandal, and I really loved watching it unfold because it was a bunch of doofuses with too much money being like, well, the cards are about to get here. And they were like live streaming it. They're like the oh, most no. expensive Pokemon deal ever. And they open the cards and they're like, well, these are clearly fraudulent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're like made of... No. Oh, just like regular paper stock that you would get in Staples. <laughs> yeah, it was just a pile printer of printer paper. paper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just like to say that the game is $30 right now. It's on yes. sale. You don't have oh, to pay $200,000 for anything. There are no in-app purchases, to the best of my knowledge. Just go ahead and save your money. You know, invest that in something worthwhile. Give it to yeah. a child in need. Please don't spend that kind of money Please. on paper. It doesn't make sense. It right. simply doesn't. <laughs> Don't do anything that Logan Paul has already done. That's, I thought that's been a rule of thumb for years. Generally, good idea. <laughs> a perfect guideline. I do wonder, like, for sports cards and Pokemon cards and, like, physical things like that, I do feel like we're reaching a point where, I mean, we can make any video, see, like, make people seem like they're saying things that they haven't said, like, right. with perfect precision. And, like, I... You know, sneakers, 
like that one of the ways that people are getting uh quote counterfeit sneakers is like the people who make those in other countries are just like here i'm going to make a couple more and mm -hmm. they won't go through nike but you will get the exact same thing and those are like counterfeit but it's like what I, I don't know. I feel like the philosophical question of like what counterfeit is is going to arise uh, more and more, yeah. uh, especially with regard to Pokemon cards. That seems like a pretty easy one to to knock off. But maybe maybe I'm missing something. I, I, I understand the collectible. Missing. You're definitely not missing anything. The collectible aspect of it is what's keeping people going. And like, it's only, it's the belief that's like keeping people connected, right? Like, no, mine is real. Like, so right. it, it depends on how you value, you know, I guess the subject of the thing. Cause like mm. with, with baseball cards it was like, oh, that was like a moment in history. Like they printed it while this guy was in run, you know, and now that's where he retired. So there are no new base. So if you really like that player, then you have to have that card. That I I totally I somewhat understand that I don't quite understand like to your point like especially with the use of a Pokemon card is like in a game so as long as you have the correct information in front right. of you you can play the game so it's bizarre but you know I also know people spend like a ton of money on like rare Monopoly sets and I I don't know I think when you have too much money you're just looking for something to brag about. And right. you're like, I bought this like incredible rare thing, and now you have to value me and my collection as well. It's a weird cyclical thing. Like we were talking before mm -hmm. we started recording about the Dunkies market, the Dunkin' Donuts shop that they just opened that has oh, yeah. uh tandem bicycles, it has a Dunkin' Donuts bathrobe. Like I mean, that's a practical and it's purchase. immediately sold out. Like everybody just bought all of the Dunkin' Donuts bathrobes. Um, but w that's more, like, I mean, I couldn't you <laughs> not like, to, just not to jump to their defense. <laughs> uh, yeah. As I always will for Dunkin' yes. Donuts. <laughs> I feel like their marketing, it's going to sound like I'm being paid to say this. I'm not. Uh, I think their marketing has gotten so weird and savvy recently where they're like, okay, we're an old ass, like donut brand that is mostly known for like really mean moms going to there a lot. <laughs> like that is their consumer right. base. But then they're just kind of like, they're, I, they're definitely trying to hit the teen market because they gave Charlie D'Amelio her own Dunkin' beverage. Yeah. And as a regular Duncan uh, customer, I'm a very mean mom. Uh, but like there's now teenagers at Dunkin Donuts all the time. It's like you can tell Charlie D'Amelio brought her fucking TikTok base to Dunkin Donuts. And now they're releasing merch like it's sneaker drops. Like it's just they're yeah. trying. They're they're trying some stuff out. It seems to be working. Also, the the Charlie D'Amelio drink has so much dairy in it that I like was sh shitting for days. It's, just it's for young people. <laughs> it's for it's for the youngs. It's for teenagers only. Yeah. It's not for adults. That's so interesting that Dunkin' Donuts, it, it seems almost random that Dunkin' Donuts is the brand that like got this culture. Like McDonald's tried really hard with their like Travis Scott meal and yeah. uh, Jay Black. Did that work? I don't it did. Know. It, no, oh, it, it did? definitely it did. did. They work? sold out in a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. It like the children loved it. And I I live across the street from a McDonald's. There was mm -hmm. a line around the block for like probably a solid week to get into McDonald's to get the stupid meal, which is already <laughs> on the menu. It's what? Yes. Yeah, that's a, I'm so confused. Wait, that is worked? it for the box? It like, did. Is there a it special definitely packaging? worked. Like, how uh, would you sell out of? the meal because is there is there a meal like is there a box that comes with it okay so the travis thing came in two parts right so first there was online merch right so they had mm -hmm. like right. the jackets and stuff so all of that stuff sold out but then mcdonald's had a shortage of like the burger i think it was some of the condiments that go on his specific burger they were like running out they couldn't keep it in stock because so many people had come through to purchase this burger i didn't get the meal but i do think it came in its own like Cactus Jack style box, but don't mm -hmm. keep that. It had food in it. Gross. Right. Like it, <laughs> your house is just going to smell like a cheeseburger yeah. for the My rest of your life. Yeah. This My is favorite. mint, mint condition Travis Scott meal, guys. You're like, uh, untouched by human hands. And it My smells favorite like product shit. they had was a Cactus Jack McDonald's lunch tray. So, you know, the brown trays that you have at McDonald's? <laughs> yeah. It's that was Cactus yeah. Jack. You can buy it for like 15 bucks. And I was like, 
this is tempting, but no. <laughs> right. Also like... steal it for no bucks because those things are the easiest things <laughs> to steal. These uh, kinds of grifts are not going to work forever, but they're definitely working right now. Yeah. Like, I have nothing to look forward to. I think, yeah. honestly, that was like half of the sell. It was like, something new? Yeah, I mean, I have to have it. It's just new. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just interesting that we are, it's almost like we're going in two opposite or seemingly contradictory directions, whereas one, like, consumerism or, like, materialism is breaking down. Like, you can replicate anything easily. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, we're like going super hard on like, okay, there are only five McDonald's uh, bathrobes <laughs> that we all need to get because it has the special tag in it. And it's uh, it's almost like we're having a end of materialism, like panic moment where we have to like really dig in our heels and be like, this matters. Um, As somebody who just bought two suits from Beyonce, yeah. I was like, listen, I, <laughs> where will I wear these suits? I'm not going anywhere, literally anywhere, not to right. dinner, not to a movie, <laughs> but I have these suits. Yeah. I mean, later. I'll, I'll come clean. I bought the Duncan Duvet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It'll be on my, on my bed come Christmas. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk the dreaded news. And we're back. All right, let's talk about what this lockdown is doing to our brains. Uh, Miles, you brought a article from the BBC about a kind of a study or I don't know. Were, were they just, using well, science they, or are, speculation? Well, they are using science and then just what neuro neuroscientists just know to be true about how our brains work. And yeah. Like, and, th- and a lot of people, like experts themselves experiencing it too. Uh, I've noticed all rang like very older family. Yeah. Yeah. Like my grandfather, he's 93 and he, he used to go to like his church social group and do shit like that. But it's all old people that he hangs out with. So that's gone now. And he's like less talkative. I mean, it's, it's very pronounced. They say in like, especially like convalescent homes and uh, like, you know, old folks homes uh, for lack of a better term. And so they're saying, you know, the lack of socializing and isolation is definitely a contributing factor to how like our memories are even being formed and stored. So, yeah. you know, the isolation part, I think most people can figure out because, yeah, like we're just we've completely changed the rhythm of our days. But, there, you know, a lot of things is like it's these smaller conversations where if we don't feel, you know, like any kind of talk you have by the refrigerator a water cooler by the elevator walking in somewhere walking out somewhere like we're always just like talking like we always just have something yeah. to tell like talk about we can talk about what we did last night what we're doing this weekend what even some dumb shit you talked about your friend with on the phone and that repetition of stories apparently they're saying that helps to actually keep our memories sort of consolidated and organized within our minds so like we they call them episodic memories so if right. we don't, if we're missing on that socializing aspect, it's it those things don't crystallize in the same way they do. And like, oh, I'm I'm telling my weekend story three times today, you know. And like, you, it's yeah. like you know that 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 momentum helps uh, build our memories. And then when we do get the chance to chat, they're saying like because we are isolated and we aren't having, we're not doing as much as we normally do. We also have fewer stories to tell when we see each other. Like, it's right. just kind of like, right. we're almost like, yeah, how's it been? Like, I don't, like, everyone's kind of in the same thing where we we look at the same, we sit in the same place, look at the same screen, do the same thing. And they're, because of, like, this sort of cycle of very little change, it slowly works its way into, you know, affecting our ability to form and, and recall memories. Because even, like, it's something as simple as people feel like, holy shit, like, normally I can remember my fucking teachers from kindergarten on. I can tell you every single fucking teacher I had. And it's like the other day, it took me 15 minutes to remember who this teacher was or whatever. And that's all part of just kind of like we're not fully using all of those faculties as much as we can be as a result of this lockdown. Yeah, I was yeah. I was saying, uh, I think early on, like I, I had the same feeling as when I would always park in the same parking garage. And like after it was like six months of parking in the same parking garage, because like all those memories just like kind of collapsed on each other. I could never remember where the fuck my car was. Cause it was just all like one endless expanse of memories of that parking garage. I feel like 
Same deal with now just like being at home constantly working, recording from home. You just don't have the those events that get your heart rate up a little bit where you like, mm-hmm. you know, go somewhere, drive to work, get mad at the person who cut you off, right? Uh, go to work, tell people about the person who cut you off, you know, yeah. just dumb shit that we take for granted that is like what, you know, our, our brain is meant to have that social interaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just, loving the hell out of not having to, you know, because I have social anxiety, not having to be anxious around people all the time, but I don't think it overall it's good for my health and for my yeah. mental health. Yeah, that anxiety is good long term. Yeah. I also feel like I feel like this past week has been like the first maybe like one of two times I've left New York and definitely the only time I've left my home for an extended period. And I feel like it's the most and granted it was last week. But I feel like it's just the most vivid string of memories that I've had in yeah. the past six months, probably. Well, yeah, because that's what it is when we're just isolated and we've, especially for people who work from home, you just, we don't have these cues that we normally have, like even yeah. commuting, right? Like you use your hippocampus to like navigate the earth to get home to your destination. And yeah. when you don't do that, that we're starting to like, we're using that less. And then also like, everyone's on the same we sit in the same chair looking at the same zoom meetings talking to the same people like that also blends around and like this neuroscientist saying it's like it's like playing it's like you need black keys on a piano or else you don't know where the fuck you're at if it's all white keys yeah and that's what happens with our our memories because we're not punctuating things properly like yeah they're there but our way to differentiate is completely lost because we don't navigate like the roads like we used to if we do things it might be the same thing so a way to get around that is something like as simple as like if you walk your dogs or you go on walks, go a completely fucking different route. Because most of the time we'll walk the same fucking route just yeah. to be like, oh, it's time to do my walk or I'm going to go here. Do Just do shit like that because the more you're putting yourself in different, different space, you're now looking at new shit. You might hear different shit. It's just like these subtle changes too that can help go a long way. And even if you're stuck at home and you really can't go outside – like they say, even just try something completely different. Like if you've never fucked with puzzles, like just fucking tr- like give yourself something to try yeah. too. Because the more we can break up the monotony of it, that's just gonna help sort of give our you know lockdown lifestyles a little more texture that we can you know still remember things. Because if you yeah. said something to me about May, the month of May, I couldn't tell you a fucking thing. No, nope. like yeah. I don't. Because we used to be like, oh, yeah, because that was two months before the trip that I normally go on, which is in June. But because we don't have any of that, it's really important that we we are giving ourselves like enough things to stimulate our minds, even though we're comfortable. That, But we still need that flexibility with our brain. Yeah, I started uh, I started skateboarding at 29. And the last thing I remember before that is getting diarrhea in Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always- too much palm oil. Yeah. No, I I I, I ate uh, beach meat. I ate meat oh. meat on the beach. I ate beach meat in Ghana too. I had goat on a skewer. Oh yeah, you had suya. Yeah, yeah. It was that's pretty a, good. That's what I had. That's what I had. Yeah, and and, I, and people were like, "You want to do that?" I'm like, "I don't know. They're eating it. I'm good." Yeah. Did you get sick? No. I, the thing that I got when yeah. I was in Ghana was just the amount of palm oil. Like I wasn't used to palm oil. Oh yeah, being in a lot of food, so that yeah. was I think that was the one thing I had to get used to is the amount of palm oil that's used in cooking and stuff. Yeah, that's been my whole life. I think I just like I hadn't been to uh, Africa uh, since I was sixteen. I went to Nigeria, and I think my body just lost all the en- enzymes or whatever, or maybe it was just overcooked. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, either way, right. It's always funny telling people I got a stomach virus, and then I say it was in Ghana, and they get so much more concerned. <laughs> We're like, oh God! Like, did you did you have visions? Oh my too? God! Did you? Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you like see visions? God? Yeah. No. No. Don't no. our cells in Chill. our body like completely swap out like within a period of six years? Seven. Seven. Yeah. That's wild. We're just like completely new organisms. Seven years yeah. on. Um. Seven to ten years. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I wish I knew when that was happening so I could be a little more on top of it. You're like, yo, man, I'm about to get my whole new cell shit up in about two months, bro. Let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) You know when it's all reset? Yeah, you're like, trust me, I will get to this project. I just need my shit to reset while my cells need to cycle out. You don't even know. 
That'll definitely be a spa treatment in the future where you like go and they just like accelerate it. So like get all your cells switched out. So the, yeah. 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 Let, just like, yeah, let me go re up right quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. I like broccoli now. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I you feel like that's know, the same. Bro. That's the same time period. They say your, your sense of taste like evolves over. It's like every seven to 10 years you. Oh, right. You start liking I'm, different foods. By yeah. 20, I liked mushrooms finally. Yeah, I hated yeah. mushrooms till I was twenty, and that makes sense around if we're going by sevens and tens. And yeah, shit. yeah, damn, that's wild. I started doing mushrooms when I was like fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the psilocybin! I was fucking with oh. before that. Oh. Yeah. But put that shit on a pizza. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's talk about ambient TV. There's a yes. There's a piece that I really enjoyed in the New Yorker. Uh, they've written you up before, Jamie. You might have heard of them, the New Yorker. Um, they, uh, they were writing about Emily in Paris and (laughs) kind of how (laughs) their description of Emily in Paris was very dystopian, but they (laughs) overall were saying that it reminds them of like the rise of ambient music, like the Brian Eno thing where he made music that, um, he considered as ignorable as it is interesting. Um, and like that these tv shows are basically designed to be background music like nothing the plot is incredibly thin on purpose like so that you can miss half of it and still just kind of have a sense of what's going on i've always used sports this way like as a thing that you can just have on in the background and not really pay any attention to um and evidence of that is like I can have sports on and my kids don't give a shit about it because it like won't suck them into a TV coma. Uh, like literally everything else is because it's bad television. Um, but they're making the point that this whole movement, like they, they were talking about other Netflix reality shows that, um, like the taco Chronicles dream home makeover. They really go in on, uh, I haven't seen that, but, apparently very bland i yeah i don't joelle did you watch any of emily in paris i got like, i binge I got, watched emily in paris let whoa. me talk about it okay i love uh and we call it ambient television my crew calls it depression tv which is like <laughs> i can't afford to get emotionally invested in anything right now like the world yeah. is already too much right but I need something on the TV because then I, otherwise I'm just alone with my thoughts and I don't want that either. That's not a good recipe for me to get through this evening. So Emily in Paris, no, definitely not a great show. I don't know what's happening with any of the fashion in there. It's a hot mess. Mm. <laughs> it looks I like don't care. 2006. So you're like, I, where? what year is this? Who did this and why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't care about any of the characters. I was surprised anyone could like develop a heated emotional reaction to it. There was a lot of discourse and they're like, Emily's so rude for going to Paris and shoving her American ways in their face. I'm like, that's literally the plot of the show. So if you don't <laughs> like that, you should have tuned out after episode three. But yeah. it, it was perfect for me because I was just like, okay, it's just there. And I can be on my phone scrolling Twitter, which is what I really want to be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's not silent. And it's great. I really feel like we perfected this TV in the 90s. Friends, peak. Friends is peak depression TV. It's peak ambient television. Nobody changes. Nobody grows. Nothing changes about the status of anyone's relationship, whether they're together or not. It doesn't matter. It's just a bland, blank slate. And I think that there's really, truly value in this kind of television. What bothers me is when we try to either escalate it or de-escalate when we try to escalate it into something more than it is, which is really what I think would happen with Emily in Paris. I think people were bored and were like, I can rag on this show. Wonderful. Uh, but it's a vital aspect to my life. I really enjoy um, I think Great British Bake Off maybe has yeah. a little more emotional stakes in it for some people, but mostly it's just nice people baking. Awesome. They're really sorry when they have to let someone go. Excellent. Anything that's not going to bring me up too high or down too low, that's exactly what we're looking for. It's literally, yeah, I, I feel like depression TV, it was nice of them to call it ambient TV. <laughs> Truly. But uh, <laughs> but it's, it is like, it, it feels like, I mean, even like Great Depression media where you're like, this is about nothing. And Big everyone else Candy Mountain. Right. <laughs> it's it's pleasant. You don't feel like you're gonna turn around and something horrible is gonna be happening. Like if you were watching, for example, the news. Like it's just it's just my. I really hope that I had like a 
very abrupt fantasy when I saw this piece about ambient TV. And it's that the creator of Emily in Paris releases a like scathing response being like, how dare you say Emily in Paris was about nothing. In many right. ways, it was about everything. And like, <laughs> they just had no idea it was a really bad TV show. And <laughs> this is how they found out that it was only number two because everyone was so sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. This is how I feel about like Netflix has really perfected the algorithm, right? Of making mm -hmm. a show that you don't necessarily have to be invested in, but it's like, I love the way they've like drawn like their new show Jingle Jangle. It's like if you were sort of into high school musical, but you want some black representation in your Christmas shows and you know, you like a little bit of comedy, but you're not gonna laugh too hard because that's not what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. It's so Straight down the middle, you can watch it with your conservative family and no one's going to fight. Listen, right. it's genius. It's necessary. And then, you know, every once in a while you get a Queen's Gambit and you're like, cool, great. Something I can actually sink my teeth into when I'm in the mood for it. But I, yeah, we need like 700 hours of ambient television to get through whatever the next like eight months is going to be before we can reemerge into society. I enjoyed, yeah, yeah Julian the Phantoms was fun. That was like, I feel like a cute underrated show that was like very high school musical-y, but up, like it's it's just cute. Cute yeah. shit. I like cute shit that isn't going <laughs> to remind me of my mortality. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's, that's what's on the menu. Yeah. The point that they, like their description of ambient TV is kind of that it, it basically crowds out the noise in your mind and just like makes everything feel like, like go down smooth. Basically it like smooths out like where, whereas when we first had like streaming TV and you could like choose a show to watch and it would be like a show that like was engrossing and that was what we valued. Now it's more just like, here is a time portal to uh an hour from now in the future <laughs> you just put on your like open up netflix and put this show on and you'll be in the future which is kind of a dark way to think about human existence at, the, <laughs> at this point yes. i also found comfort in like the all these i feel like i talk about them all the time now but like these youtube channels that are like by funny people who are based they're talking about nothing they're talking about like pokemon card scandals for yeah. 45 minutes and you're just like oh this is just engrossing enough right. i don't really need to listen but like good good for them for <laughs> for caring like i don't know it's just it's nice it, it feels not horrible that's what yeah. i mean when i say nice yeah they they highlight uh tiktok as the ultimate in ambient tv uh, because it just is a stream of hmm. kind of passive, you know, un unremarkable videos that just go down easy. It absolutely depends on what videos you're enjoying on TikTok. <laughs> right. I was if like, that could go a lot of ways. If your stream is just those like five dance move dance things, then sure, sure, mm -hmm. ambient and endless, right. but they're some people are being creative and some people are being very weird and some people are being, you know, weirdly political. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say go to TikTok looking for your ambient television fix. Um, but I do think that it's not a streaming issue either. I wouldn't blame this on like, Oh, this is what streaming has come down to now. I, I think it's absolutely just a sign of the times mm -hmm. and the fact that people cannot engage. Like I started watching halt and catch fire, which is, stunning it's such good television i got through season one and then i'm like oh man they're really dealing with some real life issues here i'm gonna have to put yeah. this on the back burner and yeah. turn around <laughs> to it later like they're like oh financial crisis coming up i was like no no back out of it right. um so yeah I, I think if we were watching on network and to be fair let's look at what networks are coming out with right now in the middle of the pandemic we've got two versions of the mass singer one that's just lip syncers where they're trying to see if you're the actual person singing or not like this, <laughs> this is the content we need to get through and i really think tv is doing a good job for us even if it's not uh, intellectually stimulating uh, there's too much to do we don't need to be any further intellectually stimulated at this point did we yeah, talk about, did we ever talk about uh, Mickey Rourke on The Masked Singer? On <laughs> we have a big Masked oh. Singer blind spot uh, on this show. Yeah. I am here to say, I 
I stop. I I'm behind on Mass Singer. I'm not gonna say I stopped watching this season, but I had <laughs> to stop watching after I got to the Mickey Rourke episode because it was so good that I'm like nothing is gonna top this for me <laughs> for months. So what happened was this. <laughs> It's still so funny. Okay, so it's like the first round of Mass Singer, which takes like four weeks. But uh, they bring out a celebrity who's dressed like a big purple gremlin. And he sings, oh, what did he sing? Whatever he sang, he didn't really know the words. Uh, (laughs) And it wasn't good. And the whole panel couldn't guess who it was. Uh, Nick Cannon gets up on stage to have people guess. And then... And then whoever's inside the gremlin is like, no more, no more. I'm like, he quits the masked singer after his first performance. He knows he's going to lose. He rips off the gremlin's head. It seems like it wasn't. I mean, it might have been pre-planned, but Nick can't. If so, best acting performance of Nick Cannon's life. Because he was like, wait, you can't, you can't take, you can't quit. He unmasked himself. It was Mickey Rourke. Everyone lost their shit. And he was like, yeah, they asked me to be on. And I watched two or three episodes and I said, why not? But this costume is really heavy and I want to go home. And Mickey he just Rourke left. all of us. Yes. I did not so know good. how it went down. I just saw the reveal on Twitter the same night. Right. So I just yes. see Mickey Rourke's tiny head. His head's not really <laughs> tiny, but in a giant suit, it looks small. And he's covered in like purple fuzz and he's like a little sweaty. And I'm like, how did they get? Mickey Rourke to come on this show and that to me was the funny part but knowing that he was just like oh no I have to bow out today is so much sweeter it's it's everything I think everybody wishes they could do it's like you know what no I'm taking this human costume off I have to go home now I had no idea it was his first performance that's (laughs) so amazing it was his first performance and he unmasked himself it was I'm sh- I I mean there was a lot of shit going on. It was peak election stuff going on. So I feel like it really slipped under the radar, but it, it, it there's clips of it online. It was like truly the best television I've seen in a really long time. Listen, at the iHeart Studio we have Snooky's text or infamous yes. text from the season on the wall on a giant flag. And now I really feel like we need to have Mickey Rourke with his head off, you know, yeah. just hang up right there. It's it's iconic level television. <laughs> so that is amazing. It is that great of television. He's because when you just hear the voice escape, like right before he rips the gremlin head off, he goes, "No more, no more." Make your work as all of us. It's so oh, it's, inc- it's the greatest clip you'll you'll ever watch. It's like pure serotonin. Apparently, Netflix is trying is going to try to be like a network. They're going to do like a streaming, like a linear version of Netflix. So uh, that's interesting to me. Wait, like Wait. It- like you just turn on Netflix and there's something on that oh, everybody okay. is watching. At the same so this time. is something I've s- somewhat been asking for. And I think it absolutely feeds into the ambient depression TV conversation of like, I don't want to have to make a choice. I came here to put mm-hmm. something on the TV and walk away. And if you're like me, there's you have like five shows in rotation that you're like, like for me, it's like King of the Hill. Like, I guess I could watch more of that anytime. <laughs> like I will absolutely do some more Bob's Burgers. Girlfriends is on somewhere. The game, yes. crazy drama. So I feel like, but I, I still think, I don't understand why no streaming service is listening to the internet because the internet has been begging for playlist style yeah, streams forever. We're like, decision. What yeah. if I just put all five of my shows in there and you just shook it up and we're like, here's episode five from season six. And I just watched that. Like that is honestly the dream. I don't trust Netflix. Netflix is going to do what any smart business person would do, which is like, here's our new show. We hope you get hooked to it. Right. I don't want right. to watch your new show. I don't watch something I watch 8,000 times. So I don't have the anxiety of having to figure out what's going to happen next. Exactly. I just want to know. <laughs> yeah, they will totally fuck it up though. They will. Uh, like you're just like I did not want to watch the holiday, and you know that. <laughs> you knew that. Netflix. And now I'm 45 minutes into it because I couldn't find the remote, and I'm hooked. <laughs> God damn it! Just a PSA to everyone: you don't need to watch the holiday. I took that <laughs> L for us all. It's not worth it. 
I'm thinking about watching Jingle Jingle and just doing like a live tweet of it because <laughs> the fact that it's named, it's not named after the drug that's on the Archie series, Riverdale on the CW, but it does share the same name. Jingle really? Jingle. And yeah, in Riverdale, Jingle Jingle is like their hard drug. It's like the heroine of Riverdale. That's the worst Jingle. name for a hard drug. It's <laughs> terrible, <laughs> but it's sucks. funny. Listen, that they box amazing. a bear in prison, Jack. Someone brought a bear into a prison, <laughs> put it in a boxing ring, and then had one of the stars fight it. Like the show is unhinged, but in the best possible way. I just, I'm curious, like, if there is any correlation <laughs> between the drug Jingle Jingle on Riverdale and Jingle Jingle, the comedic. Hip hop musical Christmas special on Netflix. I feel mm-hmm. like there's got to be some good meaty discourse in there somewhere. I was Absolutely. in on Jingle Jangle the second I learned Forrest Whitaker's character was named Geronicus Jangle. I was Geronicus. like, okay, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> Holy shit. The trailer Geronicus alone is Jangle. enough. The trailer is like, I have to. Uh, Keegan Michael Key plays the villain. And like, mm-hmm. what in what this world? Sounds incredible. Is it a series <laughs> or a single? It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Okay, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I'm already watching it right now. Um, <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. What is something from your search history uh, that you don't want us to know about? Um, I mean, I'm pretty open about all of my, the things that I, uh, I do search, but I am a little bit embarrassed, um, that it's two weeks after Halloween and my search history is so full of Halloween stuff. Uh, I just can't, <laughs> can't get enough of spooky stuff. <laughs> That's all um, what do you mean? Like you look like you want to buy spooky stuff? Like um, looking at spooky shit to put in the house? You no, know, I'm goth and you guys knew that. You guys mm-hmm. accepted that. I'm a goth American. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I do want some spooky stuff in my house. I do have a couple spooky things. Like I have a large kimono on a wall. Um, yeah. I had a blackout like a week ago and it, it was very creepy. <laughs> um, oh. Stuff like that. Um, so the thing that I ser- have, have been, I think the weirdest thing that I've searched uh, or still keep searching is um, this thing called um, Jimmy. I th- I'm trying to pronounce it right, but it's Halloween costumes that are like um, very like mundane and like specific. It's like a Japanese trend called Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like just meaning like subdued, like just plain. Totally. Just like yeah, plain yeah, yeah. <laughs> Halloween costumes of like someone who has like has too many pens in their pocket or someone who's like, waiting in line but they're like busy to go somewhere else you know? <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> that's so yes like a very japanese bit to just be like no these are jimmy like very yeah. it's like someone who dressed up as like oh i dress up as someone who has a lanyard and it's flipped the wrong way <laughs> like, <laughs> that's incredible oh guy who can god. definitely tell the difference between good and bad coffee yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you have to explain it. It's is pretty much my favorite thing. Uh your your search has ruined my day because now this is all I'm gonna be looking at. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, some of these are super brilliant. Like they, they it's not always just like super mundane. Like one of them is a woman with her face painted as a standard zoom background, like a little piece of a standard zoom background <laughs> and her costume is that weird thing that sometimes happen with zoom meeting backgrounds <laughs> uh, and then they have like bystanders from a famous frame in jojo's bizarre adventure they just have like a dude from the background of that oh, oh you awesome. fuck with jojo oh i'm just looking at this oh okay uh, well, sure. absolutely jack does jack is yeah. on that jojo jack loves so golden I, I see his jojo memes he'd be posting you know you know me <laughs> What is something you think is underrated? This might not be underrated for most people, but in my life, it was underrated. Having the proper storage system. I mm. am a messy person. I come from a line of messy people. As my dad said about my mom, she's the messiest person I've ever met. Um, and she's. it's not that she's slothful. She just doesn't know how to organize and doesn't know how to like purge and so I and I I know I sound like an adult blaming my mom for something maybe it was not her job to to 
passed this along to me, but somehow I just like never accrued the knowledge and the know-how to be an organized person who doesn't have just clutter on like Mm -hmm. every horizontal surface. It's just a thing that I, I don't know. Like my husband is not, he's also messy, but it's not as bad as me. I just don't know how to do it. But anyway, I, there was this article I read on the cut and it was like, here's how I organize my small bathroom. And I actually have a pretty good sized bathroom, but I bought some of the under cabinet storage drawers that she recommended. Mm -hmm. And I put them in the, under the sink area And all of a sudden, everything that was just a big pile of crap before is like neatly organized. And when I open it, I just feel this sense of calm wash over me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is how people do it. My problem, in addition to hoarding too much crap, my problem is that I've just never I don't have the right shelves and drawer like the right kind of storage system can make your space Again, I'm saying something everyone knows. The right kind of storage system can make your space not feel totally out of control. And I've just now, never I'm, done that before. One counterpoint to that is okay. uh, my, my <laughs> wife and I are both very messy uh, people who are very like ADD. And we have found that we have a problem with clutter from organizational products. Like we oh. have... We Whoa. have container store shit like everywhere. We have <laughs> probably 30 books about like living with ADD <laughs> yeah. without like medication. Like, yeah, it, it can be a problem if you don't stick to it. So it is good. It's good that like really making a plan and sticking to it as opposed to uh, just having drawers upon drawers and like keeping the ones when they break uh, because you bought mm-hmm. like some cheap plastic mm-hmm. uh, shelving. Isn't that the most beautiful like poetry in the world when you're just like laying in a pile of depression books (laughs) (laughs) that are just like spine uncracked and you're like any (laughs) any day now. (laughs) Yes. I have a book called Clutter's Last Stand that I've never opened. Uh, (laughs) It is clutter. That's a Custer reference. Yeah, it that is. That fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> Clutter's what last is stand. That? Who is the audience? <laughs> uh, just me for the yeah. joke. <laughs> it's just me. Someday. I am going to have to go out and buy that book now, <laughs> unfortunately, for my household. What is something you think is underrated? Uh, the answer is is specifically tied to my dog, which is that I think chihuahuas are oh very much underrated. Um, I have an eight pound black chihuahua and they get a really bad rap. And that's because most people who own chihuahuas aren't very good at training them. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But she's amazing. She hikes eight miles with me. Well, eight pound Whoa. body hikes will like do eight miles. I'm tired at the end of it. And she's like, no, I'm still ready to go. Wow. She's super trainable. She I've t- recently taught her to uh, put away her toys. I, I have to do each individually. What? But she will like, I say like, take it, she'll take it. And I point to the basket where we put her toys and she'll drop it in there. Like these dogs are amazing. And I don't know why they get hated on so much. It's it's really unfortunate. I, I So you, I'm sure <laughs> as someone who like loves already, you've confessed you are into zoology. So yes. as a part of you being like, I can make this work. Like I oh, know yeah. enough about all I this. Any, I, think, I can make any of it work. Yeah. Right, because I feel like a lot of people just sort of get if they're not used to training a dog or like how that works or something like they give up very easily, and then you get the runaway train effect where it's like I don't know, I think my chihuahua's in here. I don't know, check or is <laughs> are, is everything ripped up? Oh yeah, the dog's in here then, or like yeah. every, like oh they shit on your pillow that you were sleeping on. Oh, oh that's weird. Uh, but yeah, it's do you get like what are you using like a clicker method and just treat positive For, reinforcement? How do you? What's, yeah, what's to the, teach her a new treat a new trick i will generally use a clicker because she actually responds relatively well to it okay um she's not one of those dogs where you can just like you could you can show them a thing and then they'll they'll mimic you like there are super dogs that can do that she's not like that um but the clicker works well with her and uh yeah just catching the trick so if she does something that i want that i like then i will praise her like crazy like it's a it's a party in this right, apartment right. if she does something great. <laughs> and right. then she'll figure it out and she'll try to, to recreate that moment. And then you, Unless it's you eating praise that shit. more. Yeah. 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 I, if you could see the amount of just 
uh, toys around me right now. I, I could use, I, I'm taking notes right now for how to train my <laughs> two and four year old to, yeah. to do two and four old what humans. you're humans. Yeah. 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 No, um, I, I, cause actually I was talking to my wife yesterday about how, like, as far as like catching a trick and then praising a specific behavior, yeah. like it is actually quite similar with, with very young children, right? Like you praise them when they do something that's really good and you just like catch them in the act and then you try and recreate it because they know it's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that stops working after a while, but when right. they're young. Yeah. Or you yeah. reinforce the wrong behaviors that you take into adulthood and you're like, right. oh, I'm meant to be passive around this kind of person because right. that's how right. I was being like, oh, good for you. If someone tells you to right. come here and, you know, do you do that? That's okay. The other thing I want to know about Chihuahuas is I I like Chihuahuas, but their big ass skulls uh, <laughs> kind of freak me out. Like I'm always looking at them, like yo, yeah, what the is dome up? skull. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. up with your skull piece, Chihuahua? Yeah, it's weird. She actually so there are two types of Chihuahuas. Okay, she's she's not a purebred. She's a rescue from Texas. Um, but there are two types of Chihuahuas. One has like a dome skull, and the other one has more of like a flat skull. So mm-hmm. she's a a flat skull. Chihuahua. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I I agree with you. The dome the dome skull is weird. No, you know, no shade to dome skulls, you know, but <laughs> for me, maybe not my cup of tea. Yeah. No, I get, I get you. I feel you. Yeah, it's just something. It looks uncomfortable, like when you see like the sh- trembling Chihuahuas that have like the dome oh, yeah. skull, because you're like, is oh, your yeah. head about to explode? Is yeah. that why you're shaking? Because that's yeah. what it looks like to me. So I will tell you that the trembling is one major downside of this particular t- animal. Like. She does it all the time. If she's stressed out, if she's cold, which is a lot of the time, she will she will shake. And that I do like. I wish that wasn't a thing that she did. Um, yeah, but you know, you know what? I'm cold all the time too. So if if I'm cold, I know she's cold. So we we help each other right. out. You know. Yeah. There we you alert go. each other to this environmental problem that we're facing. She's probably thinking about you. She's like, oh, every time I get in her arms, so cold. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie. Um, I noticed on Twitter that you've been, (laughs) you, you tweeted, uh, a truly cursed, uh, Christmas tree ornament that, Mm -hmm. uh, I can't believe exists. And, and, uh, you are telling me that there are more of these is what I'm gathering. So this year is, uh, my first year living with my partner and living in a place that a, a Christmas tree could sort of fit. So we, yeah. I'm, I'm like, have been shopping for like a fake apartment sized Christmas tree. So that is how I came across these ornaments. It appears that thousands of them have been sold uh, and they're all about 2020. I'm going to drop some of them into the chat and then just kind of describe them. But just keep in mind for people listening that every word I'm about to say is in a different font. And, uh, and, and that it's accompanied by a cute little clip art. Did you get my first one? Yeah. Oh, wow. It says 2020. It's, and I have to imagine this has to be the size of a dinner plate because it says so many things. It says shop online, wash those hands, clean and organize. What day is it? Binge watching zoom. What's your temp? That one's sinister. Stay home. (laughs) Curbside pickup. Home workouts, survive the TP shortage. That is also very harped on is the TP shortage. Face masks, flatten the curve. YouTube, game nights. And my YouTube. favorite. YouTube. <laughs> and then it just says global pandemic. And yes. that's an ornament you can put on your tree if you. And then uh, there, here's another one. I'll, I'll, they're all. Sorry, uh, real very, quick. YouTube, yeah, any questions? What is, what is uh, YouTube? This. Is, that, is that some new uh, thing that the pandemic gave us? YouTube? Or, so as the designer of these ornaments, <laughs> uh, I, I'm really hoping we can get some organic interest in, uh, in the parent market in YouTube uh, via these <laughs> ornaments. So I'm hoping we can really get everyone excited about YouTube right in time for the this holidays. Is such a can great... I just say how much I hate this? this is, <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't hate it more. I hate that they're making. They're like this is like the but first coffee of a global pandemic with yes. a death toll. It's yes. so cutesy. It's like this is like something you'd make of with like inside jokes from your family reunion in 1998. Like this is making yeah. you want to barf. That yeah. is and kill someone. That's, that's the font game being delivered here. It's very like wine o'clock kind yes. of graphic yes. design. Uh, so the next one is says a year to remember. This one's formatted like a checklist, but there is a lot of clip art. 
A year to remember. Toilet paper shortage. Check. Mask wearing. Check. Hand sanitizer. Check. Drive-by parties. Check. Curbside pickup. Work from home. Quarantine. Travel ban. Social distancing. Online school. Sports canceled. And worldwide pandemic. Check. <laughs> and then <laughs> the 2020. Is it looks like Z-O, Z-O. So it. Zozo. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's real Led Zeppelin-y. Who can remember, who can forget the Zozo? Um, I hate this too. The last one I'd like to share is uh, maybe the worst one. It's uh, it's the 12 days of coronavirus in the 2020. So it. I think Allison is actually physically getting ill. Uh, <laughs> I won't, yeah. I won't sing the whole thing, but it goes. No, like you this. can. This no, you important. must. You have to. Okay. Okay. You know, <laughs> okay. I've set myself up for this. <laughs> I did. I was just cackling when I because they're all on like the best selling ornaments. Like they're like these are the top ones. Oh there's really? A of, there's oh, a lot. These of, aren't yeah, just like a lot of people that are going to have the these dregs of. Oh man! All <laughs> no, right. they're like the top. Okay. So, so on the okay. twelfth, the twelve days of Christmas, Corona gave to me is what we're. Yeah, the pandemic uh, gave to me. 12 canceled plans, 11 face masks, 10 sanitizers, 9 murder murder hornets, 8 Zoom calls, 7 mental breakdowns, 6 feet apart, that's good, 5 curbside pickups, (laughs) 4 quarantines, 3 travel restrictions, Two Karen's complaining and a massive shortage of TP. Nailed it. I think that's a really... Nailed it. That's a really bold move to say two Karen's complaining for right. an ornament that is clearly being marketed at Karen's to like, and by it's, Karen's. Yeah. It's self, a yeah. Like self-aware Karen's if that's possible. <laughs> so those are, yeah, those are the most cursed, ho- uh, coronavirus themed ornaments. Um, they are, they are topping the charts on Jeff Bezos, little experiment. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're the worst shit I've ever seen, but they're all, all three of those are in the top 10 right now. Now, is he the YouTube guy, uh, Jeff Bezos? Or who's, who's I don't that? think he's managed to to get to YouTube. I think he should probably start a channel, though. I think it would be very well received. These are all, like, if there was a conversation starters for dummies 2020, like, these are all, like, how about See, the murder hornets? Am I right? I'm already imagining a scenario where I discover that someone I like has these ornaments i mean i'm buying mm-hmm. all of them okay uh, i don't know i don't presume to say you like me but uh, they I these did. will all be on my uh, christmas tree <laughs> i have i have found all three of these off of amazon um if if you're not if you're not doing amazon uh you can still get these hideous or ornaments and uh i feel like i'm gonna get one yeah I'm just trying to as, figure out. Yeah. Just as like a relic, not as a. I'm not even going to hang it up. I'm just going to put it in a drawer, and then someday my children will be like, "What's that?" and and I'll have to ex- sing that song to them. Why do you think YouTube is it's on that first one? <laughs> just I, I'm just I know this is not the I most like that the silliest thing. Why did they just find out about YouTube during the pandemic? Do you think? Well, as the graphic designer, I just learned about YouTube earlier this year and so it's been a it's been a big year for me and youtube and i'm gonna i'm not gonna describe this one but there's there's just so many there's so many fonts and youtube is uh not not the youtube font there's more not the youtube font (laughs) but there's more than one ornament that says youtube on it as as if we were all as if we've all agreed on this i don't i don't quite get it did they... Maybe the idea is like you finally have time to stay home and watch YouTube, <laughs> like we've always dreamed. Yeah. But like, they do they think that that's what people who are doing do they think TikTok is YouTube? Oh, oh, oh that's wait, a good is theory. TikTok YouTube? Am I? <laughs> how do we? How would we ever know? <laughs> I don't. There's no way to tell you guys. That's um, a, that's actually a good call. The font situation in the one you just sent. Is awful. There's season, like <laughs> so many fonts. essential so workers mad. is in a like horror movie font. Yep. Um, virtual learning, just the the use of white space. And I'm not a graphic designer at all, but the use of white space under virtual learning is very upsetting to me. I hate this one. I hate it's the most gross. just on aesthetics. <laughs> Face masks. There's too many serifs happening. 
It's very ugly. Thermometer is in, first of all, it just says thermometer yeah. uh, in unreadable cursive. <laughs> Wait, where is that? That's oh, I, in just the... sent, I just sent a fourth You sent one. a fourth? <laughs> There's so many. Thermometer. <laughs> just hey, what about thermometer. these thermometers? I, I think that's one that even like the worst like conversation starter attempt like would still be like, what? Huh? You mean? <laughs> right. Uh, how about this uh, year, right? 2020 with the uh, the thermometer. <laughs> Am I right? You know? And huh? these essential workers. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's brutal. Is that, does that, oh, birthday parades. Okay, birthday got it. parade. Yeah. I they was did like, a I think... very bad job of writing parade. <laughs> that is like, that is a nightmare. I, I th- the horror font that says essential workers is just straight up offensive. That's really, that one is a bad one. <laughs> there, I, <laughs> they did do it in a horror yeah, movie font. Like, I, I hadn't even noticed that, like, but it is a total that. <laughs> yeah. Like someone wrote that in blood on a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that I showed these to you, but I couldn't keep the fact that someone somewhere is making a ton of money off making these hideous ornaments and uh, and people seem to be on board. If you've purchased one of these uh, ornaments, reach out to me. Uh, what's something you think is underrated? Um, something I think is underrated is, and hopefully you guys share this with me, but Hostess Cupcakes, um, mm-hmm. specifically the orange kind. I like Ooh. orange Hostess cupcakes. I can only find them in some convenience stores. I can never find them in a grocery store. I can never find them in a pack bigger than two. Um, sometimes they just don't have them. Um, they sustain me sometimes uh, when I'm like, I don't know, really stoned or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, they're delicious. Um, I don't know if you guys have fucked with the citrus. I cupcakes. mean, because <laughs> so when I in my mind, the Hostess regular one is the chocolate brown one right. with the white swirly on top right uh-huh. and it's then the oh okay thing. this is the one except it's orange colored yes and it's orange flavored because to you know truth be told i've only messed around with the with the normie the norm core just the icing and yes, i want i do want both of you to treat yourselves okay. um i mean so you guys haven't experimented with the rest of the host's catalog have you guys had a <laughs> snowball before I'm, or? I'm host curious but i haven't fully dove yeah, in yeah. yet Oh my gosh. I've definitely okay, had a snowball. Snowball is the one that's like more marshmallowy <laughs> than you would expect, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Snowball's the pink, like coconutty, marshmallowy yeah. one. That's uh, one that like in theory I should be super into, but I, like the, the marshmallowness of it all doesn't doesn't really do it for me. Uh, icing um, boy. Jack, show me your praxis. Get <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I've never had the orange, but that sounds, so there's like a citrus tang that they've infused into the, the yes, the icing has a little bit of a citrus tang. I'm sure it has absolutely mm. no nutritional value. Oh yeah. We're not asking <laughs> no. about that. Come on. No. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. There's no vitamin C in there or any of that bad stuff, but, <laughs> um... to fight off scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like, if we're going to be trash Americans, like this is what America is unique for is like, it's not, we America doesn't have any cuisine. We have fucking hostess cupcakes that are made with all sorts of unnatural sciences mm-hmm. that make it so that they don't break down over the course of 20 years. Like they'll, they'll still be yeah. moist if you leave them open on a shelf for 20 years. Uh, that is, that's our offering to yeah. uh, <laughs> humanity. I mean, my favorite flavor since a very young age is blue raspberry, and uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah. think those are real. Yeah. I don't think blue raspberry. <laughs> Mine, mine's blue mystery. Raspberry. That's my favorite flavor. If we're going we off talk, straight up airheads, are we talking flavors. airheads? Yeah. 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 Yo, I mean, when you got that, you're like, yo, little pops. And then they, it t- took one asshole to be like, it's cherry. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face with that. <laughs> Shit, this is fucking mystery, fool. Wait, I thought mystery was just a 
rotation of different ones without the food coloring so you can technically tell it, it is but i feel like oh, they definitely they just always relied on like maybe two flavors yeah, whenever yeah. a mystery was a blue raz <laughs> i lost my mind <laughs> <laughs> running through the streets <laughs> yeah you become, yeah you become that gif of the dude with the, the kid with the dress and the wind blowing back whoa, whoa. <laughs> i actually am the kid in that um yeah, when Blow Pops made it so that you could do the Blue Raz, that was, that was a big a big day for me. Um, <laughs> oh I, man! I, or and to, did you have that thing with the Tootsie Pops? If like you had the wrapper with the star on it, you'd be like, "I demand another one for free." There was a <laughs> urban legend that if you had the one that had a star on top, you could exchange that for a free one. Yeah, uh, I have never which, heard of this. That was born out of my school, like snack hut that they would have at the end of the day where you could go and like buy like a fucking thing for like 25 cents. And there they would be like, okay, if you got that, you can come back and we'll give you another one. I tried to do that at like a liquor store and they're like, get the fuck out of my face. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck out of here, man. I, sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> that, yeah, I think, I, that that like the, I think we had that at like the fair at my elementary school. But, but, but yeah, I guess it's not, it's not legally binding. Uh, Ugh, this is not legal all... tender. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tried to put a down payment on a house with that in my twenties. Yeah, and it didn't, no, we're didn't like, work excuse out. me, I have forty thousand of these right here. <laughs> so like, we only cash. accept monopoly money, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He. He needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.